Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. And now, direct from Las Vegas. Welcome to Football Forecast Weekly. Each week, your host, Trip Mitchell, will introduce you to the top handicapper in Vegas, Dennis Tobler, and one of the top sportscasters in the U.S., Fred Wallen. Today's edition of Football Forecast Weekly is brought to you by MyBookie.ag. For the best in sports betting, go to MyBookie.ag, and you can win just like Dennis, Fred, and me. Welcome to another edition of Football Forecast Weekly. I'm lucky, lucky enough to be joined by industry veteran Dennis Tobler and sports writing legend Fred Wallen. Hi, everyone. How was your week last week, Dennis? Oh, it was great. We had a tremendous week. I think our last week's show, too, was fabulous. We had a lot of information on there, and I certainly heard from a lot of people. They were really happy with the uh, information that comes out of this show. So you had a good, I don't want to jinx it, but you had a pretty darn good week. Yeah, I went 5-0 and oh in the uh, Circa $4 million contest again. So two out of the three weeks, I've been 5-0. and oh, And I'm not going to really talk about it much anymore until I cash a ticket. Okay, and that, I totally understand. Now, for those people not from Vegas, let me describe these big football contests. Why? They really separate the men from the boys in that they'll ask you for five picks a week, but it is not a freebie to get in. There are a lot of money to get in, but only the best handicappers do well in this contest. Don't talk about that specific thing, but Dennis, can you talk about the football contests over the years? Uh, yeah, there's always been great contests here in Las Vegas, starting in the old days with the castaways casino starting theirs, and it evolved into what's at the Westgate, formerly the Hilton. And they have a big contest, which every year you you pay thousand or fifteen hundred to enter, and it usually has a half million to a million dollar payout. The one at the Circa, the new Circa Casino here in Las Vegas, is the the nuts when it comes to sports books. It's like the old Stardust was. It's three stories inside of that place, and you look like you're in a stadium when you're in there. Anyway, Circa put up four million dollars for their contest. They're paying out quarterly prizes as well as at the end of the day a million dollars so it's very important to get in them everybody can get in them you just have to fly here to enter and then you can get them on your app on your phone and play them from anywhere so all you got to do is join how much was it to get in this year this year it's a thousand dollars at circa for their big contest and a thousand dollars per entry for the one pick a week losing you're out and for the Westgate contest, they were $1,500 a year until Circa came to town. And in order to get any players, they had to drop their fee to 1000 this year. So, so Westgate's at 1000 Circa's 1000 per entry. Okay. And let's introduce the third member of our team. And 1000 bucks, Dennis, for Fred is tip money. But, you know, a lot of us aren't like that. Fred, how 
was your week last week? Well, I won 50 right here on this show. Notre Dame, <laughs> uh, an easy win over Wisconsin. So can't uh, be bad about that. It would have been a perfect week. I had Cincinnati. I had uh, Carolina last Thursday night. Even without McCaffrey for three quarters of the game, they won easily. I had Notre Dame, as, as indicated. I had uh, Cincinnati over Pittsburgh, and that was easy. And the one I lost on was the total on the UCLA-Stanford game was 60. It falls 35-24. Last time I checked, that's 59. I tried to squeeze them, but they wouldn't pay off on that one. But again, uh, Thompson... <laughs> Thompson Robinson was hurt in the second half. So the Bruins offense sort of stopped a little bit in the fourth quarter. I think it would have gone, I'm sure it would have gone over, but you win some, you lose some, but you take three out of four and that's a pretty good week. And yeah, let, me, let me add something real quick to Fred's uh, uh, comment there. The uh, bookmakers took the worst of that because they moved that number from 58 and a half. When we did the show, it was 58 and a half. So Fred, you actually won on the show's number. But by the time you bet it, it went to 60 and the number lit on 59. So the bookies got beat both ways. If you took the over 58 and a half, you won. You took the under 60, you won. So the number 59 was crucial in that spot. So we're going to give Fred a win for that. He had it at 58. <laughs> So, Dennis, I'm not great at math, but if Fred was three and one before and we gave him the win, that would make him very good, wouldn't it? Four and oh, four and oh, okay. off the lines he was on. <laughs> that, that is very good. And let's talk a little bit about your system, Dennis, that you use, which is really calculating line moves around the world to get a situation where you've got the best advantage. Can you talk about that real quick and then we'll get to the game? Well, yeah, we uh, we operate a, a hedge fund for sports betting here in Las Vegas. Uh, it has to be in the state of Nevada, but we use a proprietary software that scrapes the world sports books and forms a consensus line. That consensus line we figure is what the actual line is because that's where the money's going. So as that line moves up and down, we search the country for spots where we can get an advantage over that particular line. We call it a positive edge. We make no wagers unless we have a positive edge. So whatever the consensus world line is, if we can get a better number on either side of it, we'll take those bets. And we bet a lot of bets over the weekend. A lot of totals too. And I wanna mention this guy, Stephen R from Pennsylvania. He contacts me every week. He tells me his plays every week. He's astounded by how much we win every week. But he <laughs> has to throw in his two bits about the over and unders. And I have to tell him, I just let the machine hedge out the over and unders because they're impossible to pick. But he keeps throwing out the over and unders that he wins. So I guess he's going to stick to the handicapping method. But yeah, we, we do very well with our stuff. And, and there's a difference between handicap selections and selections that are coming off the computer. Okay, well, let's get to it. Uh, we're not going to mention the third. We're not going to handicap the uh, Thursday night game because the show comes out on Thursday, but it is a stinker. And Jacksonville at Cincinnati. Let's go to the first game that we're going to talk about the Washington football team at the Atlanta Falcons. Washington laying a point and a half. At least that's my number. Dennis, let's start with you. Yes, Washington's laying a point and a half here. Uh, Atlanta came up big for me last week because I had them on the contest pick at plus two and a half. Um, 
in this particular situation, I'm going to go with Atlanta, I think. Uh, uh, Washington, they haven't proven much to me. And Atlanta, they don't play a consistent game. But right before halftime, Matty Ice took him down and scored. Right before the end of the game, he took him down and scored. And then when he got the ball the last time, he got in field goal range. So he only put together three drives, but they won the game. So I, I have a hard time with uh, this game. I really don't have that much of an opinion, but I'd ride with the home team if I was going to play it. Okay, Fred? I, I don't have a strong opinion at all, but I will say this. Heineke will get better every time out. So I think uh, as the season moves forward, we'll see even a better quarterback. Last year when he had the opportunity, he played very well. He's played up and down so far in the first three weeks. I think every week he'll get better, but I don't have a strong opinion one way or the other. But I'd lean toward Washington, to tell you the truth. And that was a great story last year at the end of the season where an unheralded quarterback. I mean, that's that's one of those feel good stories. And let's let's talk about a team in the feel bad category. And that's the Detroit Lions are visiting the Chicago Bears or two teams that you should feel bad for the Lions visiting the Bears, Chicago minus three. Fred, what uh, any thoughts on two teams from the Norris division? One team has a quarterback. The other team does not. I'll go with the team that has the quarterback. I think so you might like Brooks, the Lions. <laughs> uh, well, I don't like them, but against the Bears, I like them. How is it possible 42 chances you gain 47 yards in 60 minutes in the National Football League? I think that was the second worst in the history of the league. That's impossible. 47 total yards. I don't know if it was Justin Fields' fault. I don't know if it was Nagy's fault. I don't know if it was the offensive line's fault. 47 yards, folks, is a joke. <laughs> and, and, and as far as the Lions are concerned, they play good halves. Now, the question is, can they play 60 minutes? We'll find out. I think they can beat the Bears. And Dennis, yeah. your thought, and by the way, just as a quick note, the Lions mm -hmm. had to beat 11 players on the field and one with a white cap last week. But <laughs> <laughs> Dennis, what are your thoughts on the Bears? No, I think in a lot of these games, that's the situation, too. <laughs> on this game, it's very interesting, guys, because the over the the opening week line on this game was the Bears minus six. And then after they played so shoddy, it went to three to open here in the States. We might mention that the lines in Las Vegas don't really come out until Tuesdays. Okay, that's when most of the sports books put their numbers up here. And we're well into the betting week by Tuesdays. So the line opened at six, dropped to three. It's even dropped to two and a half now. And the reason being is Nagy. That's who's to blame, Fred. Nagy, he's the worst coach in the NFL. I watched that game. <laughs> he puts that quarterback in a situation that he absolutely can't get out of. I mean, you know, he's a pretty good quarterback and, and, and he has some talent. But, yeah, you have to run blocking schemes. You have to run the right plays. You have to do everything. But he looks pathetic on the sidelines calling offense. I don't know who their defensive coordinator is. But to not get 50 yards in the whole entire NFL game, you blame that on the head coach and you fire him is what you do. I'm going to take Detroit here, too. I think they just had their heart ripped out when that 66-yard field goal bounced off the middle of the bar and went over. I mean, that has to be one of the most heartbreaking losses in the history of the NFL because the Lions are craving for a win. I think they might get one here. 
I'm going to well, see the tendencies of the line move down, and I think it's going to go down farther than two and a half because the Bears don't have it. They just can't score. Well, and interestingly enough, in Detroit Lion history, Tom Dempsey set an NFL record back in the 60s for New Orleans, beating, beating the Lions at the last second. And Alex Karras said he openly was laughing when Dempsey went on the field to try that field goal. And that stood up for a lot of years. And that is uh, not great. And Fred, you'll get a kick out of this. When you see Matthew Stafford, he looks like a hostage who's just been released. He is so happy to be out of Detroit and in L.A. That man, he cannot wipe that smile off his face. No, he's playing exceptionally well, you know, and they've got receivers, but a third receiver that, and again, I play fantasy, stick Jefferson in there because he's going to catch three or four or five every single game from Matt Stafford. They've got a nice thing going. So, yeah, Stafford has done everything right. But again, this week against Arizona, they're in tough because as solid as the Ram defense might be, and Darnold will be out there after Murray. Murray's pretty quick. And so far this season, Arizona, the Cardinals have been up and down. But that line, I lean toward Arizona to cover. I, I really do. And we'll see what happens. But uh, Stafford might have a big, big day. I think, uh, I think there'll be a lot of points scored in that one also. Okay, well, let's get to our next game. And a team that proudly makes up one of the two worst teams in the New York City area, the Jets hosting the Titans. Titans lane seven and a half on the road. Fred, what's your thought on that game? Well, if they score eight, they win. <laughs> Are you implying that the rookie quarterback out of BYU? <laughs> who had a I know you're in Utah. I'm sorry. Back? I know you're in Utah. And I know the people of Provo may not like this, but uh, so far, Sam Darnold is playing awfully well for Carolina. And Zach Wilson is playing about as poorly as an NFL Well, got Justin Field. But the point being, I, Tennessee should win. Henry should gain 150 or so on the ground. And certainly they'll probably have 35 or 40 minutes to ball control. So I, I imagine Tennessee will win. But again, I do not usually give more than a touchdown. I've learned my lesson and uh, a, long, a long, long time ago, but uh, Tennessee will win the game. Okay. And Dennis, your thoughts? Yeah. yeah, I think Tennessee will win the game. The line opened at six, moved to seven and a half. Fred's right about him running ball control. The, the total opened at 48, down to 46. Uh, it looks like a game where, where Tennessee is going to win 24 to three, something like that. So I would lay the number in this spot because I don't think the Jets can score. And uh, they didn't score against Denver, I don't believe. So I'm, I'm not sure they can score at all. And that BYU quarterback was the most overrated quarterback to come in the league since Ryan Leaf. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> those yeah, he's those no are small good. shoes to fill. He's no good. And by the way, I have a question for you, Trip. Utah State hosts B or BYU hosts Utah State this weekend or, or vice versa we, we want to know both Fred and I who's going to win that one the BYU going away BYU's nine BYU going away take that one but, okay you know you took my advice a couple weeks ago and laid a large number on it and I don't remember saying that Utah was going to beat BYU and you, when you lost that game, you blamed it on me. So yeah, don't, I want to blame this one on you too if they lose. 
BYU doesn't cover. <laughs> well, and Ryan Leaf, boy, that is a shot across the bow. I want to tell you a quick, funny Vegas story. Arch Schleister, you remember out of Ohio State? And oh, Fred, sure, remember. The yeah, the gambler. He, um, Fred, you probably, I don't know if you worked with him at the Sports and Entertainment Network or the American Sports Radio Network, but I met Arch Schleister in the studio. And within an hour of meeting him, he tried to get me to do a check kiting thing where he'd write me a check and I'd write him a check at the same time. And within an hour of meeting the guy, that's a Vegas story. <laughs> that, that is an amazing story. And uh, I mean, work for the networks. <laughs> that, that, that's an amazing story. It's all I'll say. <laughs> Jerry would hire an addicted gambler, move him out to Vegas, put him in a casino to work for a sports betting network. See, I didn't say I didn't say that. You said that, folks. <laughs> the Grissars, it wasn't me. It was no, no, Jerry Cutner. God, God bless him. I know. Uh, next game up, the Cleveland Browns at the Vikings. Cleveland laying two and a half on the road. Fred, let's start with you on this one. I was shocked last week the way Minnesota played in the second half, uh, uh, beating Seattle badly. Uh, I really am. But still, in this one, I'm going to go with the Browns a little bit and. Uh, uh, let's just see if, if uh, Cousins can play as well as he did last week against Seattle uh, in the second half and the last two weeks have fallen asleep. I don't think Cleveland will. So again, it's not a, it's not a strong game for me, but uh, I, I would go with the Browns. And Dennis? No, I'm going to disagree with him in this particular spot. The Browns are laying two points on the road and uh, Minnesota is just playing awesome not only this last week, but the weekend before they came back in the second half and poured on the points. So they definitely have their offense working. Their quarterback doesn't have COVID evidently, so they can score. So I'm going to take the home team here. I'll take the home dog, Minnesota. Okay. And Dennis, while we got you here, the Colts with your favorite quarterback at the Dolphins, Miami lay, well, Miami laying a point and a half at home. Well, I got to tell you, the Colts, they, they suck. All right. <laughs> They're all the way around. Coaches, quarterback, everything is terrible there. Um, the line, believe it or not, opened at Miami two and a half, down to one and a half is what I'm looking at. I'm looking at a total that's dropping precipitously from 47 over the weekend to 45 and a half, 43 and a half, this morning, 42 and a half. So we know for sure that there's not going to be much scoring in that game. There might not be any because Miami doesn't have much of a quarterback situation either. However, Bursett is probably as good as Tua. So, you know, give him another week and he'll probably be it. Do it there. I'm going to take uh, Miami, obviously. And Fred, uh, did you have Dennis saying precipitous more than three times during the show or three and under? Which which are you on that? Well, it, it had to do with Wentz's uh, two sprains of each ankle. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how healthy he'll be this weekend, but uh, I think Dennis made a pretty good point right there. Uh, Jacoby Brissett played pretty well for Miami, and uh, they're going to give two of the job back when he's healthy, but I think Brissett's got a better arm, and he's quicker. If I'm the coach, I'm going to look for a reason to play Jacoby Brissett even when Tua comes back. As far as this week, it's, again, not a strong play because, as Dennis said, neither team is going to score a lot of points. But uh, if I had to, I think I'd take the home team, really. 
that's up. That's what I think of Wentz at this point in time. Okay, and we'll keep it right here with you. Uh, the Panthers, a uh, team that I'm really liking this year, great coaching, going into Dallas, Dallas Lane, four and a half at home. Dallas played uh, a good game on Monday night. They could have won by more. Remember that they didn't score from the one yard line, and yet they still beat uh, Philadelphia rather easily. The problem with Carolina is, pretty big problem, one of the best players in the league, McCaffrey's not playing. So again, it's going to be all on uh, the passing attack. And I don't think that's going to be enough. So uh, Dallas might be slightly down after playing Philadelphia. That's a big one for them usually, but I still think the Cowboys will cover four and a half point spread. Okay. Dennis. Um, I, I tend to agree. You know, I wasn't sure the Cowboys were going to be, as good as they were, but they, uh, Dak Prescott come back and he's playing better than I've ever seen him play. And they've been putting points on the board. Their defense can stop them. The biggest problem they have in this game is Carolina's defense. Carolina's defense is tremendous. Um, but I still think Dallas can overwhelm them on that home field of theirs. Uh, Dallas is, is full of talent, you know, and I would be surprised if they don't go a long ways this year. I'm going to lay the four and a half in this spot too. And Prescott, you know, it's nice. It used to be for the last number of years, you'd always hear the contract issues. And it's nice not to hear that every day because it, it, you kind of put that to bed. And, and uh, you know, Cowboys are America's team. And uh, speaking of a team that is kind of America's team, that's the Saints. And the Saints are at home laying seven and a half. The Giants are visiting. Dennis, what are your thoughts on that one? Well, the, uh, one of the things that jumped out at me right away was the, the over, uh, over the weekend total was 47 and a half, and it's down to 43 and a half now. So once again, they've determined that one of these teams can't score, and that team is the Giants. They are horrible, okay? And I don't care whether they got Shaquille Barkley or Shaquan Barkley back or not, because they don't have anybody to block for him, okay? So... This line opened at five and a half, went to six and a half, went to seven and a half. So it went over the six number, over the seven number, and is now at seven and a half. And I said it the first week of the year that the quarterback down there playing for the Saints is going to be better because he has better coaching, better talent, and the best offensive line he's ever played behind. So Winston's doing the job. The Saints are going to cover at home big. Okay, Fred. Your thoughts on Jameis Winston and the New Orleans team? Well, Winston played great in game one, horribly in game two, very well in game three. So Do you we'll see, see a pattern here? Uh, so <laughs> we'll see. Uh, the Giants can't score. Although I'll tell you, the one positive for the Giants was that Barkley ran well. He ran hard. And, uh, you know, there obviously some question about him coming back. I don't know if he's 100%, but he's coming back. There's no way they're going to score a lot of points. But again, uh, if it's more than a touchdown, Fred passes on the game. Okay. That is, we'll call that from now on Fred's rule. <laughs> Over well, let, me just, let me just tell you something about double digits in, in, in college. What I don't have the percentage on the pros last week, but I do on the college. There were 31 times where a team was a double digit favorite on the collegiate level last weekend. 10 times they win, 21 times they lose. I don't know if the percentage is that bad in the NFL, but two out of three is pretty bad. So uh, I, that's why Fred has learned a long time ago. 
stay away from double digits. I know there's a game coming up where it's 17, but we'll talk later about that one. Okay. And uh, so let's look at one of the bigger disappointments in the NFL this year, and that's the Chiefs traveling to Philadelphia. Chiefs lane seven and a half on the road. Fred, we'll keep it right here with you. I think I saw a line originally at six and a half, which case Fred would wager on Kansas City. They're going to win the game. Uh, Mahomes is not going to allow them to lose three games in a row. It's not possible, not conceivable, and it will not happen. Um, I, I think that what happened was the letdown after game two where uh, Andy Reid blew it by trying to settle for a field goal. I think that leaned a little bit to, into last week, and they allowed the Chargers to get up 14-0. I, I, I like Kansas City here, but again, if it's going to be a 7.5 or an 8.5 type thing, I, I, I'd rather bet the money line than, than – than, uh, the, the odds, the number, because again, that's a problem. And, and, and Jalen Hurts to me, you know, I felt sorry for him when basically he had to leave Alabama when Tua took over. But at this point, he's what, 23 years of age. He can get better, but right now he is not a great quarterback. And on the other side, you have a great quarterback. So Kansas is going to win the game. And uh, the good news, Andy Reid is doing better. He had some health issues after the game and, and uh, you can complain about calls here or there, but Andy Reid has been one of the elite coaches in the NFL for the last 15 years. Well, that's your opinion. Um, <laughs> that's not my, well, it opinion, is an so. opinion show. It's certainly an opinion, but it's not my opinion at all. And Andy Reid ended up in the hospital because he doesn't know how to coach. He wore himself out and dehydrated himself, and they had to come haul him off and take him into the hospital after he goes 0-3 or whatever they are for the year. I don't think they're that good. I'll say it one more time. I don't care about Mahomes. He's been in the league a few years. Now they know how to stop him. If he's going to come back, let's see him win a Super Bowl. I don't want to hear how good Mahomes is until he wins some Super Bowls. But he's won one. He's won one. Uh, in my opinion, a quarterback is not good until he's been all pro four times. He's got three Super Bowl rings and he's been in the league 10 years. Those are the well, only kind of quarterbacks that I'll count on in a game. Anybody else, I will not. None of these four. By the way, last week, I think four rookie quarterbacks started and four rookie quarterbacks threw interceptions for touchdowns. The other way, that's a 14 point swing on the line with a hey, rookie hey, quarterback. Fred? Hey, Fred, could you talk to Dennis and get him to be a little bit more assertive? He's just laying back a little bit too much. Fred, can you work on him? Yeah, Dennis, uh, calm down. Uh, Mahomes <laughs> will prove his worth, I guarantee you. This team will win 12 games this year, 13 games this year, and this team will be go far in the playoffs. Mahomes will not allow them to die. Well, back to the game, the Chiefs seven and a half on the road. They certainly have the talent and everything to do that. Uh, Philadelphia showed that they they couldn't even they couldn't play with Dallas. They were way outplayed by Dallas, like you said. There was some, you know, they a fourth down on the one and some pickoff. A lot of things happened in that Dallas game that they could have run up the score a little more on even. So, uh, what game were we talking about now? I got back. To, <laughs> I got back to Dallas. The Chiefs at the Eagles. The Chiefs, so we know okay. you're. Hey, by the, the Chiefs. Way. Oh, I know. The reason was because the seven, the seven and a half. They're yeah. seven and a half on the road. So Fred, if we're going to use Fred's rule, he either has to play Philadelphia or the money line on Kansas City, which would be about four hundred. So you don't want to do that. 
So in this situation, you might as well take the Eagles in the hook because I haven't been convinced Kansas City's that good. Okay. Hey, so guys, we let's talk about Dennis Tobler's theory on quarterbacks. You have to have won 14 Super Bowls, been no. all pro for 23 no. years, and married to a Brazilian model to be on Fred's list. No, one, there's a couple of them on this list that are old. You can even put the guy from Minnesota in there if you want to. These guys, he didn't win a lot, but these guys with experience can play. And how about uh, Brissette? Are you talking Fran Tarkin? Are you talking Fran Tarkington? No, 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 no. And I'm talking back about, now I'm going to speak back to Brissette at Miami. He is act, actually better than Tua. Tua is going to be out for a long time because he has broken ribs. So he's going to be out for at least four weeks. And you'll see that Miami, you know, that quarterback, and the reason he can play is because he's been in the league so long. All right? He doesn't have a long history of winning or anything like that. But that experience is what it takes to win in the league. And like I say, when you have a rookie quarterback throw an interception the other direction, that's a 14-point swing on the point spread line. So you just can't hardly bet on these, these rookie quarterbacks. That's my opinion. Okay, well, we are going to take a short break, but we've learned something. We've learned how to get Dennis's appreciation in football. No rookies at QB spot. We've learned that Fred talks in the third person and doesn't like to <laughs> anything over seven and a hook he doesn't want. And uh, we've learned that we've got a great sponsor in my bookie. We'll be right back after this short break. Now Place Your Bets, the world's number one sports betting film, is now available on DVD. Produced by Dennis Tobler, this Indie Film Fest winner has reached the top of the documentary list. Order your DVD today at www.nowplaceyourbets.com or stream from Vimeo today anytime. Now Place Your Bets. Watch it today. Welcome back to Football Forecast Weekly. We're taping an hour later than normal, and I realize that Dennis has had an IV of coffee because he is shot out of a cannon. And, I don't uh, drink coffee. I don't drink coffee. <laughs> then I don't know I don't why I drink coffee. <laughs> Look at me. I mean, I'm full of it every day. So okay, <laughs> Fred. No truer words have ever been spoken in the history of sports. I'm full of it every day, Dennis Tobler. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's how I became famous. <laughs> okay, let's let's go. The Texans at the Buffalo Bills, and I, the line I have is the Bills laying 16 and a hook at home. There could be another number there. Dennis, let's uh, have you on on that one. Well, they ought to have 26 or 27 should be the number here. So I'm going with Buffalo for sure. I mean, I don't care. They've scored 40 points. They're averaging 40 points a game, and they're at home. And they're playing a team that can't stop anybody and can't score. So lay the, lay the 17 points. Okay, Fred? I, I don't care what Fred says. <laughs> well, you can just bet 1,500 to win 100 on the money line. Go right ahead. <laughs> no, Buffalo's, Buffalo's going to win, and uh, they're fun to watch. They really are. Yeah. And uh, Allen is already shown to be one of the best, better quarterbacks in the National Football League. Certain guys I really like, Wilson, Mahomes, and now Allen, and they're up there, and they're and Stafford now the way he's playing with the Rams. But um, wouldn't it be no, nice? There's no chance. There's no chance. There's no chance for the Texans to to be close to this one. 
So what I would love to see Buffalo finally get over the hill. And, and when they had Jim Kelly and Thurman, they made it to the Super Bowl four years in a row. Never could, you know, we remember the kick that just missed. Wouldn't it be nice to see Buffalo get to a Super Bowl and win one? Yeah, it'd be nice because I have a future bet on them. Oh. <laughs> you, re you, you realize, of course, that Buffalo is now the only professional team in the state of New York. True. <laughs> Very true. Is, and one could argue the only professional football team in New Jersey as well, because the Giants and Jets are just abysmal. So uh, let's move on to a game that, uh, Fred, you alluded to a little earlier, and we'll start with Dennis on this one, the Cardinals traveling to the Rams, two of the best teams in the NFC, and the Rams are laying four and a half at home. Dennis? Boy, the West is very strong. That's I'm, and I, I don't know about this game. Arizona kind of let me down uh, two weeks ago. <laughs> I don't know what happened two weeks ago. I lost uh, three of the last three games. One of them was Seattle, one of them was Arizona, one of them was the Steelers at home. Arizona didn't play well on defense that day. Now, I think the Rams are bettable Super Bowl winner. I mean, adding that quarterback, and they are tremendous anyway, and their defense is, is number one defense in the league, okay? So I've seen this game open to five and a half. It went to six on the wise guys' bets, and now it's down to four and a half. So the line's only four and a half. There's a lot of give and take here. I don't know whether everybody's going to play or not. I, I suspect if Donald is a question mark, that the line would move a point or two because he is a, a force, number 99 right in the middle for the, the L.A. Rams. And uh, I'm going to have to take the Rams at home. I'm sold on the Rams. I'm, I'm just simply sold on them. I, I, and that great big stadium they've got there, that's all Rams stadium there. And when we get to a later game, I'll explain it. But, I mean, those fans that come to the game at, at that new stadium, SoFi Stadium, those are really Ram fans there. So they'll have a huge crowd. And I don't know if Arizona can stay up with that defense. Okay, and Dennis? Or Fred? Or Fred, excuse me. Yeah, you're, you're Dennis. The other guy's Fred. Yeah, okay, got it. <laughs> you know, I, I'm big on letdowns. And they had to, the Rams had to be sky high last week, and uh, they came through. Can they get that high again for Arizona? Um, and again, Murray can run back there. He can move back there. So as good as Donald is, and as Dennis indicated, he is a force. I mean, he's the major force. He's the best defensive lineman in the league. I don't think there's any question. But Murray's about to have a big game, too. I think I would uh, think a lot of points will be scored in this one. And I think I would lean toward Arizona in a close finish. And I would think I would take the four and a half and the Arizona Cardinals. Let me read you. Let me read you the total real quick, because he, he did hit on something. Opened to 53, went to 53 and a half, 54, and sitting at 55 now. So there will be points scored in this game. So, Dennis, uh, this is a toss up question to each of you. Is there the second most valuable position in football after the quarterback? Is it the defensive lineman is it, or the wide receiver? Dennis, let's start with you. Mm, I think the second most important is the left tackle. Okay. So a third option, which I didn't give you, the blind side. 
Yeah, I think it's the right tackle on the left-handed thrower, but the opposite side tackle has to be the most important guy next to the quarterback. If he doesn't do his job, the quarterback never can. And of course, I am a lineman, okay? I don't like the privileged players, I call them. The wide receivers, the flankers, the running backs, the quarterbacks. They're not my favorite kind of guys, all right? So the left tackle is the second most important. And Fred? Well, I can't disagree with that, but but on a serious note, Cooper Cup is awfully fun to watch for the Rams. And uh, apparently he's got this thing going already with Stafford. And, you know, I remember way back when Jack Snow played for the uh, Rams, and maybe he only ran, a, I think, a 4 7 And so that's, that was even pretty slow back then for a wide receiver. But nobody ever caught him from behind. I don't know how fast Cooper Cup is, but all I know is when he's holding that football, nobody seems to catch him, and he finds a way into the end zone. So as far as the most valuable after the quarterback, it depends how talented that position that person might be. If it's Darnold, you know, if that talented, it's probably Darnold. But if there's a wide receiver who makes a difference, it could be a wide receiver. So I think it could change from year to year. Team okay. to team. Okay, let's go uh, to Fred. We're going to stay with you. This is your favorite quarterback, one of them, Russell Wilson. Uh, the Seahawks traveling to the Niners, line uh, San Francisco minus three at home. So what do you think the odds would be before the season began of both Kansas City and Seattle being one and two at this point? I think you'd probably get pretty good odds. Um, I think Wilson has played well the last two first halves, somebody's got to tell them there's another 30 minutes of action, usually <laughs> in the national football league, the 49ers have to be let down after the last second green Bay loss. So I'm going to take the three. I'm going to give Wilson some more room. And I think uh, you have Wilson versus Garoppolo and maybe Lance a little bit. I'm taking Wilson. I think Seattle will play better. Their offensive line is better this year. It just, I don't know, they've fallen asleep in the second half. I'm going with Russell. Okay, and Dennis? I think, uh, I think the biggest problem with the Seahawks is their defense. You know, they got rid of their good corners. They got rid of some safeties. And their defense hasn't been able to stop anybody, especially in the second half. Uh, like I said, they let me down two weeks ago. Last week, I didn't play them. I was worried about it. And they come out firing and I thought they're they're back to them their own selves and by the end of the game they were blown out so I'm not going to take the Seahawks in this game at all the 49ers are another team that I think is a tremendous tremendous team a tremendous lot of talent and backup support and a great quarterback or two or three and the line has actually went down to two and a half as of this morning on that game so Seattle's taking a little money but I'm going to take the San Francisco 49ers, even at minus three. Okay. Uh, the Ravens traveling to Denver. And I show right now Denver minus a point. Dennis? Uh, the Ravens are too beat up and hurt. And uh, they were so lucky to win that last game that it's unbelievable. And uh, I, I think the Broncos defense, I've said all year on this show, the Broncos defense is one of the best units in the NFL. And they will hold the Ravens down. They only have to concentrate on Lamar. That's it. And the, on the Broncos on the other side of the ball, 
I also said this, when they found Teddy Bridgewater, they found an experienced guy who hasn't given a chance and put him with a good team and he doesn't make any mistakes. And they've been running up 20, 30 points a game also. But that defense of Denver is what you've got to watch out for. Denver's defense is tremendously strong, especially up front. So anybody that's going to try to pass against Denver, they might have a hard time doing it. I think Denver will win this game handily. Okay, Fred? I can't disagree. I have a hunch that, uh, well, Lamar is up and down, and he makes mistakes. Talented quarterback as he is, against the very good defense the Broncos do have, I think that's going to be a problem. I think the Broncos will win here. They're hurt, too, Trip. Trip, Baltimore is hurt. I mean, they're hurt at, at positions you've never heard of, like uh, too deep in the, you know, they're hurt too deep in the defensive line, too deep in the linebacker course, too deep in the deep back course. They're hurt everywhere. They're hurt on their offensive line. They're hurt everywhere. So the Ravens going on the road, it's just too much this week. Then they lucked out last week and they know it. Okay. Let's go to a, a, another a team that normally gets a lot of respect and that's the Pittsburgh Steelers traveling to Green Bay. Green Bay laying seven at home. Steelers, a very, very slow start this year. Yeah, if you're going to ask me about that particular game, uh, I don't know what's the matter with the Steelers. The first game they played well, and, and uh, they come back and beat Buffalo, and that game will probably turn out to be the biggest upset of the year. Buffalo being beaten by Pittsburgh. Anyway, Pittsburgh hasn't shown me anything except for that fourth quarter against Buffalo. That's it. Ben's too old. Okay. And Ben can't move around anymore. And I don't know what kind of receiving Corey has left there. The total on this game started at 48 and it's cleared down to 45. That means no points are going to be scored. And with Rogers on the other side of the ball, who's going to score the points? Evidently green Bay. Cause green Bay is a seven point favorite I see today. And, uh, if there's going to be very few points scored, here's another game that's going to be like 28 to 10, something in that regard. Okay, Fred? I think a Big Ben should try out to be host of Jeopardy. <laughs> <laughs> because as the National Football League quarterback, I think he's done. I really do. I, I, don't, I don't mean that in a jocular way. I, I just think it's time. And everybody, you know, certain guys can play to the 44. Certain guys can't play beyond 38. I, I just think Big Ben is done. I think Green Bay will score enough uh, to cover the touchdown. And Rodgers played, you know, exceptionally well on, on Sunday night. So he's back. And they've got so many receivers. I mean, they really do. You know, the week before, they don't throw to Valdez. So, uh, uh, like, the, the, the first pass for the touchdown, is they, they've got so many receivers, there's no way that uh, the Steelers can possibly stop them. Okay. And no worry about a letdown after a big game last week. Yeah, there is, there is that question, but I, I again, Rogers has a lot to prove. He played horribly in game one, played better in game two, played still better in game three. Uh, I just, again, they've got so many, he's got to feed a lot of guys. And I think this week he'll feed some guys we didn't feed last week. So uh, I, I just think green Bay, as, as Dennis indicated, 28, 10, uh, 35, 10, something in that range. I don't think, I don't think Pittsburgh has a shot. Okay, let's go to a game that a lot of people are excited about. And it's not necessarily for the game on the field, but maybe the mental gymnastics of having Tom Brady go back home to New England 
he's going to lead the December de- defending Super Bowl champs, the Bucks, in, and Tampa Bay is lane seven at New, New England. Fred, go ahead. I think uh, Belichick has no chance in this one, none. The loss of James White, people might think, well, that's not a biggie. He's not their top wide. He's not their top running back. But he's the guy that catches the pass out of the backfield, and maybe that's a way to score a, a couple times. He's gone, and for how long now? Again, I play fantasy, so I really, I know how important he is to that team. I don't think the Patriots. I don't care if the fans or anything else have any shot uh, to beat Brady in this circumstance. None, zero. Okay, and I'm going to guess that Dennis, because he loves rookie quarterbacks so much, is. <laughs> probably going to uh, disagree a little bit, but let's give Dennis a chance to talk about it. Go ahead. No, no, I, I agree with Fred. I, I mean, uh, I think Tom Brady's going to come in there. First of all, let's take a look at this. Uh, Bilicek gets all the credit for the Super Bowls. I think it was Tom Brady all the way from 2004. It was Tom Brady that made the Patriots the Patriots. It wasn't Bilicek. It's because you're going to get an example of what Bilicek can do. He's got a number one draft choice, right? You know, at quarterback or not? He does, yes. Okay, so he's not going to win this game. He's going to get picked off and ran back the other way. So there's seven points right there for Tampa. So I look for Tampa to roll all over him in this one. I don't think Brady's going to call off the dogs. Him and Gronkowski, are you kidding? I wouldn't I, – I, I, I'll say right now, I think they will uh, line up for three TDs, just the two of them. Brady to Gronk three times in this game. Okay. And uh, Fred, you'll get a kick out of this. Do you remember Marty Rodick, who we worked at, with at a couple of the sports networks in Las of Vegas? Of, of course. I know Marty a long time. He interviewed Bill Belichick a number of years ago. And Bill, as it turns out, used to listen to the American Sports Radio Network. And I was doing the show, the overnight show. And then Marty would be on before me and Belichick would get to work when he was a coach at Cleveland. And he asked Marty, is that a-hole still working for the network? And he was referring to me. So <laughs> I'm at least glad that Bill Belichick knew my name, the a-hole. So, uh, <laughs> well, he's one to call names, so whatever. Okay. And I then finally, this, this is a, a, a heck of a story in the NFL and that's the Raiders. 3-0 and traveling down to L.A., and this is a team that's used to playing in great stadiums, but uh, um, Dennis, you were alluding, or, or Fred, earlier that this stadium is a great one in L.A., but it's a Rams crowd, not necessarily a Chargers crowd. The Chargers laying three and a half at home to the visiting Raiders. Dennis? Um, the Raiders have been awful lucky, but I, I just want to emphasize that 70-some thousand people in the stands two times has pushed the Raiders forward and they're still injured. They still have injuries. And you remember that fullback that they had that had COVID before game one and came in in game one and ran a touchdown. I can't think of his name off the top of my head. Fred's the fantasy guy. So anyway, he hasn't been back yet. He came off the COVID list. He played in game one and he's their running game, the Raiders running game. They didn't have any running backs last game I, I was astounded the way I'm, I've been astounded in all the games the way Carr has been able to launch the ball like a uh, winged duck high in the air and his own guys run under it I mean I have hardly seen anybody except for Rodgers or Brady that's throwing at 70 yards 
that arches the ball like Carr does. But by God, it's been landing in them receivers' arms. So they've been playing a lot better. Their defense is a lot better. They've been playing on a lot of emotion. I think that emotion is going to run out this week. I really do. And then I'm going to turn right around and tell Fred, Fred, Avery is a, Herbert is a good quarterback. I watched him last week. I watched him really close. I watched him really close. He does have a future. I really think the Chargers are going to demolish the Raiders in this matchup. I don't think three and a half is near enough here. The Raiders are three and zero, and they couldn't be any happier. They didn't think they'd be three and zero after seven games, or th have three <laughs> wins after seven games. So to be three and zero, they're happy. And I, I have to say this too. Uh, one, one of the uh, newspaper sports headlines this week about uh, about the game was that that poor old uh, Gruden is emotionally exhausted. He's been through all these three big wins, and yes, it's nice to win, but boy, is it hard. And it really takes its toll on you. And to me, that was an excuse for the upcoming game. Okay? okay. That's the way I took it. And I'm going to pound the Chargers. Okay, Fred? I think the Chargers will win here. Again, though, know, they had a tough game last week. But I, I, I think L.A. will win. Most importantly, of those 70,000 fans, I hope they're all vaccinated. Okay. Yeah. And well, I will say this, there, it will be a Raiders stadium. There will be more Raiders fans in that stadium than Chargers fans. Okay. Well, now the fun part, my bookie is each giving us 500 bucks to bet. And uh, we're going to, I'm going to give my pick out for the week, a hundred bucks. And I am going to take the lions getting three at Chicago. And the reason being is this is a team that has played well. They, they've got a new coaching situation in there. They've got, I think they've been playing hard all year and Chicago is terrible. So I'm going to take three on the road in Chicago. Dennis, what's your play of the week for my bookie? My play of the week is the Los Angeles Chargers minus three and a half. And okay. I think they will blow them out. Um, the Raiders have had their time. Okay, Fred, your play? I'm already 50 bucks ahead. I had Notre Dame last week, so let's not forget that. I'm going to bet another 50 in college. Hey, by favorite. the way, uh, can we cue some theme music, Hey Big Spender? Why don't you go 100 bucks, you cheap? <laughs> okay, we'll go 100 bucks. Um, uh, MyBookie.ag. Um, wrong favorite in Corvallis collegiately, Oregon State will beat Washington. Washington's a two and a half or a three point favorite. I, I just, if you take a look at Oregon State, they can score on anybody. Scored 45 on USC. They'll score 40 or more against Washington. Take uh, the Beavers, or as they call them now, the Beavs, and Oregon State against Washington for a hundred bucks. Okay, okay cool. Dennis, or, excuse me, Lee, our producer, are you writing those down? Yeah. Okay. So uh, our picks for the week, <laughs> and uh, we do, don't you love our show, Dennis? We do an NFL show and Fred picks college. No, I like that. I like that college pick. He, he was right on that total last week. I got to give him credit. If people would have bet it when he told them to bet it. They would have won it. But if you okay. wait till the end of the time, when the, the late betters steam up the, the points, you're going to lose a lot of time. So it's best to get on them early. Okay. Well, as usual, we have had a lot of fun. We've killed some brain cells. We've learned that uh, Dennis Tobler hates rookies. 
<laughs> You've got to win 14 Super Bowls, be all pro for 37 years to get Dennis's respect. And there is one of those going uh, in Tom Brady this week. And, uh... <laughs> and, and, and we've also learned that Tripp likes to exaggerate about just about everything. So yeah. take that into consideration when you're listening to the show. Okay. And Fred, your final thoughts. Should be another great season and uh, another great week uh, in this uh, fourth week of the National Football League season. And uh, again, no chance, no chance that Belichick beats Brady on Sunday night. And I'm not even sure when Kelsey's going to play. Last thing I heard that he may not, won't matter. Uh -huh. I think uh, I think Tampa Bay will uh, beat uh, uh, the Patriots. Okay. And before we go, we want to uh, credit Dennis and everyone involved with uh, now Place Your Bets, one of the best documentaries out there, film festival awards, everything to back it up, and uh, a lot of fun to get a chance to be a little part of that. Dennis, how do someone get a hold of that movie? The best thing to do is to go to Vimeo.com, the gambling broadcast channel on Vimeo.com. Not only is the movie up there, but my elongated interview with Pete Rose 60 some minutes. He answers all the questions of his life in that. That's up there. How to play videos, the different casino games and everything. The best thing to do is go Vimeo.com, gambling broadcast and pick the shows you want to watch. But be sure and watch this show every week if you want to win. And uh, finally, uh, Fred, thanks so much for uh, another great week, Dennis. And a little hint out there, get vaccinated if you haven't. Be healthy. If you need a booster, go get it. Uh, your family wants you around and we want you. If you're watching our show every week, we don't want you dying. Right. Exactly right. So, hey, want to thank Lee Spencer for turning the dials, the folks at Revolver Podcast for putting this up, everyone involved. Thanks for doing it. And we'll see you next week. Take care, everyone. Get the latest breaking news in the sports betting world. My bookie monitors and releases information pertaining to online sports books and professional football the good as well as the bad. Thank you for listening to Football Forecast Weekly, an affiliate of TSI Network. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.